All right, syncing audio, and I want to record the screen. Click. Yeah, I think that's recording. <laughs> uh, hello, and welcome back to the Daily Bible College Show. That's why I'm calling this. It's my diary of my experience going to Bible College. And so far, this is episode number two. Yeah, doing well so far. And today, I want to talk about the Bible College itself. I realized I didn't say very much about it. But I want to show you the website. That's what I'm looking at. Uh, so I'll look a bit about that. But also, I want to look at the assignment. I have my first assignment to do this essay, uh, this book report. So those are the two things that I'm going to cover in today's episode for the Daily Bible College show. By the way, I just realized that I need to go to the blue. So uh, we'll make this short. That's a good motivation to be succinct. Anyway, number one, let's look at the Bible College. It's called St. Paul's Theological College in Malaysia. And it says here it's based in the heart of Kuala Lumpur. And it really is. Right in the center of the shopping area called Bukit Bintang, you find on the top floor of Lot 10, a Bible College. And it was started in 2016. That's incredible. That's just like six years ago incredible in six years they built this school and they built this faculty and this syllabus which i think is very very effective i think it's just so convenient to be able to go to the center of town and attend your classes which are once a week at the end of the day so you could actually do a job at the end of the day you know it's still a stretch but still go for classes and then you know what go back home that kind of thing. And I think it's so strategic and it's just very, very helpful. And I suspect the vision is to raise pastors who will be able to uh, plant churches in Malaysia. We all need that. Um, what do they offer? An undergraduate and a postgraduate theology course. Um, very simple, just two packages, either this or that one. And you choose between the BA, that's what I'm doing. It's a Bachelor of Arts in Theology, Mission, and Ministry. Or this thing called an MA, a Master of Arts. I don't qualify for that. So I'm doing the lower uh, degree course. It's a BA. And let's look at what that involves. By the way, the reason I'm looking at this website is because I had to send it to a friend this morning to ask him to be my mentor. And uh, thank you very much, friend, for agreeing to that. Uh, I also need to look at this. He said, no, can you send me more information? I said, hmm, that's a good question. I need to find out as well. So that's why I'm looking at this together with you. So what are we doing here in the Bachelor of Arts in Theology and Mission and in Ministry? Um, it's a part-time course, again, once a week, and takes three years to complete. And here is the syllabus, year one, year two, and year three. Year one is all about the foundations, all the basics and stuff, introduction, basics, foundation, foundation, foundation. And then year two, you start building this um, systematic understanding, systematic approach to theology. And so you have doctrine, you have themes, you have ethics. So I think just themes and topics and categories of thought. And you do that in the second year. And year three looks like just an expansion of this theme. You know, you break up the New and Old Testaments and political theory, political, sorry, theology. You know, well, interesting. You know, the impact of the way we think about God and how then we think about society and politics. So just lots of very structured learning in this course. And I think that's really, really helpful. You know, preparing for ministry. And of course, you can learn things on the go. I think that's the most practical way 
about learning how to do ministry to serve people by being with people. But this is, I think, something that's helpful in terms of preparing you for those scenarios before you encounter them. So you're not just always reacting to something, but it's something that's structured, that comes from God's Word, that helps you think through the issues and prepare for those scenarios before, before you encounter them, such that when you do respond, it will come from a place of integrity and strength. It comes from the Bible. So I think that's the value of taking time out and doing theology and studying together with other students doing theology. So that's the course content. There's also this second um, component to it. It's called formation training. And this is optional. It's an elective that you can take if you come earlier in the day. So all the classes are in the evening, but if you happen to be able to come earlier in the day, you can choose this elective that helps you form your character, helps you form your practical ministry skills. And essentially, it's a combination of workshops and worship and chapel services where you just go through different um, scenarios like Christian leadership, you know, character. I think character is a very big part of this kind of training because the evening classes focus on your knowledge, what you know, but the character focus on the kind of person, the kind of pastor, the kind of ministry you're going to be doing for God. And I think that's the side of things that uh, needs as much, if not more, attention. And that's why I was kind of contacting my friend, you know, would you be willing to be my mentor during the season of learning? And he, thankfully, you know, he agreed to it. He even wanted to find out more about what I was doing. And that's why I sent him this website. And I wonder, you know, if you were thinking of doing theological training, these are perhaps some things that are worth considering as well. What you need to learn in terms of the skills, in terms of the knowledge, but also in terms of that kind of maturity and character and just spirituality that will really be, you know, that's that's what you're doing, right, in communicating God's love. You're communicating God's word, but also in a way that um, that communicates God's character. Uh, I just want to mention that there are also alternatives. You know, you don't have to do a full-fledged BA to prepare for ministry. There are actually other courses that you can take that allow you to take up individual modules. And one that I highly recommend is called Equip Gospel Ministries. And this allows you to take up courses that give you, well, confidence in the Bible. I put it that way. It helps you to see that the Bible is God's Word. But in order to prepare for God's work, it's worth investing yourself in knowing God's Word as God's Word. And therefore, whether you're doing Sunday school or you're preaching, you know, you're doing it not just from your own experience or what you think that they want to hear, but you're investing yourself in the preparation of understanding God's word for yourself, such that when you do speak to them, it's not you just giving advice. You're speaking from, again, a place of exposure and understanding of what the Bible's actually saying about Jesus, how it actually speaks into the situations and you know, where to even go in the Bible to be able to speak in a way that is faithful to what God is saying to us in the gospel. And so Equip Gospel Ministries gives you lots and lots of options. You know, there are different categories. There's a certificate in theology, diploma, bachelor, master. So you can go all the way to a master's, similar to uh, SPTC, St. Paul's Theological College. But they also break, break it down into different modules. And this is where this could be a very attractive option. 
So you could choose individual modules that then add up to the different qualifications. And the thing is, it's also very, very affordable. At least I think it is, you know, uh, 160 ringgit for a module, I think that goes through the entire term. It's again, part-time, you can do it online or hybrid. I'm not quite sure, but yeah, I think again, there's that flexibility, but also that opportunity for you to well, sharpen your skills, to um, maybe even refresh your enthusiasm for doing ministry in a way that is faithful and will last long term. So check it out, uh, Equip Ministries and also the Bible College that I'm going to right now at St. Paul's. Um, and maybe as we go on in this podcast, I'll cover other courses that are available. But that's the first part, just looking at the course that I'm doing right now. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about is homework. <laughs> I have to do this assignment, my very first assignment, which is an essay on a book report. So I'm supposed to read this book that is on Asian theologies. You know, theology that's done in an Asian context, you know, in Asia, in Malaysia, in Singapore, in India, in Japan, that kind of thing. And there's this book that's written by a Singaporean uh, theologian. It's called Grassroots Asian Theology, Thinking the Faith from the Ground Up. And I found it so interesting that there even is this kind of book um, that's written by an Asian. You know, someone who's a Christian, but helping us to think theologically about how to apply the gospel back home in, uh, in different cultural contexts in Asia. And uh, the author is a guy named Simon Chan. Let's look at his Wikipedia page. You know, there's a picture here that's Simon Chan. Um, and he is an ordained minister of the Assemblies of God. And he teaches at a seminary in Singapore called, what is it? Trinity Theological College in Singapore. And very helpfully, Wikipedia tells us that TTC, uh, that's what it's short for, uh, is a union college between Anglicans, Methodists, and Presbyterians. So it trains ministers who are going to be pastoring in these different churches. And so it's kind of like SBTC, but it's in Singapore. And I guess this Dean of Studies in this college has written this book and um, I meant to write a book report about it. And what does this book talk about? Well, I'm supposed to, thankfully, I'm only supposed to concentrate on one chapter. And this chapter talks about how God is perceived in different Asian cultures. And of course, you're bringing in the Bible, you're speaking to them about Jesus. But even before you do that, it helps us to acknowledge that people have a prevailing idea about who God is. And depending on who you're speaking to, they'll have different ideas. The Hindu will think of God in terms of the Hindu gods and the multiplicity of gods. Muslims will have their, um, their concept, concept of God who is very high, very, very powerful. But here you are speaking about God of love. And especially a God who is three persons in one, that's a big stumbling block to any Muslim if you ever had a conversation with them. And even Chinese people have, you know, leanings towards Buddhism, towards Confucianism, that put the family at the center of relationships and therefore bringing God in somehow, you know, how do you fit that into this high view of family, of society? And then God, you know, is he higher than that? Does he fit into that? Does he complement that? That kind of thing. And so what you're dealing with is, first of all, acknowledging that everyone has a prevailing idea of who God is, but also then how bringing in Christianity 
And I think what the chapter explores is how you bring in the Trinity, the concept of Father, Holy Son, and Holy Spirit, to these different conceptions, either challenges them or even attracts them to the gospel. I think for Muslims, especially, you know that high view of God means that there is only one God, and therefore your concept of this three person sounds to them like a multiplicity of God. Like a, you know, how can God have multiple gods? Isn't therefore you've lost that oneness. But at the same time, what can be very attractive about the Trinity is the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Here is a God who loves His Son, and that concept of love is inbuilt into the Trinity because the three persons of the Trinity allow for God to have love even before He created the world. Whereas Muslims see love as something that as as part of the construct of creation. Before there was something to love, God was just all powerful. But once there was a creation, God had something to pour out His love upon. But again, that's subservient to His power. For for Christians, love that relationship, that personal connection to God, is something that's inbuilt into the knowledge of God Himself. And so those are the kind of themes we'll be looking at um, in this chapter. I need to read through it again. Um, I'm familiar a bit more with the with the conversations with Muslims, not so much with the, the cultures, uh, Hindu cultures, with Japanese cultures, or Korean cultures. And so this, those are the bits I need to concentrate a bit more on. And that's why I chose kind of like this topic to to deal with in my essay. Uh, incidentally, I was so curious about this. I read through the entire chapter yesterday night, and I also sent an email this morning, kind of like a LinkedIn message to Simon Chan. I'm hoping that he'll reply, and I'm hoping that there will be an opportunity to interview him maybe on this podcast. So, Simon, if you're looking at this, I really do hope I can have this conversation with you. Uh, but yeah, um, uh, just want to say that you know that's what theological education, that's what SPTC, that's what going to classes every week is kind of doing for me. It's kind of like spurring me to think about how can I apply this learning, not just in the future, not just uh, in some kind of scenario where I do ministry, but right now, you know, in where I am and how I'm formulating my own understanding of the gospel of God or ministry. How can I apply it now, and even maybe serve others now with what I've learned. And so that's why you have this podcast. That's why I'm doing crazy things like emailing Simon Chan, and also, you know, thinking about how to write this essay in a way that will help me. That will help me sharpen my understanding of the gospel and apply it to different contexts. Anyway, that's a good place to end. Uh, thank you for joining me. This has been the second episode of the Daily Bible College Show. Um, sincerely, thanks if you made it this far. Thank you for watching. Take care and God bless. Bye. Shh.